Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Media Box Creative Podcast, and I am your host, Eddie Berrios, with my co-host, Jose Mesquita, and you are now here on episode number 14. Um, it's good to be back. It's been a good weekend. Um, we've had quite a busy week this past week, um, and yeah, it was a really good eventful week. We had we did our, we had a quinceanera. Um, we had uh, our first boudoir. Yeah, we did our first boudoir. Not really us. Um, we were assistants. We were assistants to. We were the, the f- assistant. <laughs> the <laughs> assistant to the assistant. Um, yeah, um, my lady. She did her first boudoir. She is venturing off into this new realm um, of photography. She's kind of starting her own thing. Uh, we were luckily able to. To help her out there and assist her on this, um, which is, I think it was a cool experience for all of us because it was new to me. Oh, yeah, definitely. New to you. Um, I think even Gilbert took you know, got something to take from it. Yeah, definitely. But shout out to Gilbert. Um, he's, uh, he, we used his studio. We rented his studio. And um, I don't know, I forgot the name of it. But he allowed us to use his studio to do the shoot. Um, he was very helpful. Um, he did even jump in and add some, give us some some pointers and stuff since he does a lot more portraits and works with a lot more models, um, female models especially. Um, and it was, it was a good around all experience I think for our first time around, mm-hmm. for her first time, um, good learning experience for everybody. So shout out to her, shout out to us, shout out to the model for um, allowing us to be there because I know that's not ideal. Yeah, for having guys um, being there. And it was good. It was good. It was good. I think it was overall like a good experience. I mean, for everybody all around. I mean, even for her, because I mean, we were just cracking up the whole time with her. Yeah, we were just making the trying to make it as fun. Yeah, I think I think the mood changed definitely when it went from R&B to what she liked, which was like a thought. Yeah, the Spanish music, because then she started dancing and listening. Yeah, because I was just like, when they were playing R&B, I was like, who the fuck's listening to this shit? <laughs> I was like, we ain't trying to make no babies here. I was like, I mean, I don't know. Wow. I was like, I was like, yeah. I felt like nobody was really vibing to the R&B. Yeah, but the music at the beginning, nobody was vibing to either. Yeah. Which was, I don't know. Because that's what Gil said, that was R&B, but that was like new age R&B. So I was like, let's take a classic. But that still wasn't it. And then once we went into the Spanish music, it was a lot better. Yeah, because, I mean, at least for me, I mean, I, I've never listened to R&B. So I was like, I don't know any of that. Yeah. But I was like, when the uh, I forgot who mentioned something about Reggaeton or something like that. And then, uh, that's when I told you to change it. And then when and when that changed, uh, that's when, like, the model and her and the friend or cousin, whatever they are, um, that's when, like, their whole vibe started changing. Yeah. So, yeah, that definitely helped. Which I ended up telling Ez about the idea you had with the whole music and the playlist and stuff mm. um, for future situations. I was like, you know what? I was like, that would be this would be perfect. Yeah. To kind of incorporate that whole um, mm-hmm. playlist system. Yeah. That you had mentioned last time. So. So what, what we uh, actually where we got that idea from was you. We had 
I wasn't trying to take all the credit for it, but okay. <laughs> um, we did a graduation shoot, and we all—I mean, we all—we we are gonna—we are all going to deal with this at some point in our careers in photography. When you're working with uh, your clients, obviously they're either gonna be stiff, embarrassed, or shy, or all of the above, or you know, some of them just naturally don't smile, you know, or they're just you know a little bit uptight uh with themselves not with anybody else but um or like they just don't feel comfortable being their photos taken or or again smiling and stuff like that so it's like i had came up with the idea that you know have them pick at least like 20 to 25 songs you know do the math three minute three minute songs or i don't know how long but should add up to close to an hour um to basically put uh, i mean most people have iphones they could put a playlist, either, you know, take a little a Bluetooth speaker with you, have them plug into that uh, through Bluetooth and play their favorite music. That way they, I mean, obviously you can't be drinking in public. So I was like, just try to get them as comfortable as possible for them to break down that ice. So that's where I had came up with the idea of having people create their own playlists. Either they could send it to you and then you could just start building up a playlist for the clients. When they can't think of what music to play, I mean, majority of the time people will like the same thing because it's a trend and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, obviously you'll get the feel for, okay, this person likes Spanish music or reggaeton, corridos, or some people like hip hop, R&B, you know, rock. Um, yeah, alternative rock mm. and stuff like that. It's all like you keep a playlist for each type of person there is. But that was one thing that I had thought because I was like, I know a lot. Of, I know there's some people that. They do their moods change when you have them in an environment that they feel comfortable in. Yeah. Versus just having a camera in front of their face and like, hey, smile. And, and music like, naturally mm. makes you get comfortable. Oh yeah. Or open like, up. I was like, kind you of start just hearing relax. your favorite songs. Yeah. I was like, you're gonna want to either sing along, you know, do your little dance moves that you do, or whatever the case may be. I was like, but if for sure, I feel like that would. Uh, be able to help whoever is in front of the camera feel a lot more comfortable and within their natural, you know, state of, state of being. Yeah, definitely. So um, that's definitely we're going to start including in our in our shoots. Um, not just, I guess, just not boudoir, but all of our shoots in general. I think that's something we can even add in like a questionnaire form or something uh, just to make it kind of let them know that it's an important part Mm-hmm. of the process of the shoot um but yeah so we had that boudoir shoot um that we assisted the assistant with mm-hmm. <laughs> and um and then um saturday we did a quinceanera um which was kind of which was fun it was good overall the family was really cool um the whole uh, the whole atmosphere of the quince was pretty fun um though it wasn't as, it wasn't awkward or anything and that's kind of something what we wanted to kind of discuss today was the preparation on in the quinceanera, how to prepare properly, um, the process that we take in order to have a um, successful, successful uh, shoot for quinceanera um, with, with having done like the last two or three, especially with this new style of videos and photo that we're trying to um, – capture uh that's i think that this one went a lot smoother than the last one yeah Um, i think we can start off just with the beginning of it what we even did with the last with the last one and then this one so we'll call it norco 
and Harupa, just to kind of separate them. This past weekend, we did it in Harupa Valley. Mm-hmm. The previous one was in Norco, and the previous one to that Riverside. was Riverside, and then we did another one here in San Bernardino that I did, where we just did um, photos for. Um, so, but I think the last two were the one where we really tried to switch things up. Um, after WPPI. Yeah. And so after getting inspiration there, and then we came home and we revamped and we've been redoing things here. Um, I think something that we made sure was the first thing we do on, on as far as like upon booking the event, we instantly set up a secondary call where we want to um, sit down with the client and kind of go over our process, uh, go over their pro- like their kind of their expectations and kind of what for them what to expect from us and what we're going to bring um, to the venue, to the event, and the experience that we plan on providing. And then not only that is if we're doing a pre-shoot, um, how how that's going to take place and how we need a certain amount of time so that we can get that done and they can get that back so they can print out their poster, poster picture um, for the entrance and stuff like that, if they're going to have that. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we kind of break it down. Because from what I noticed from this past one, um, from the Harupa, they were almost like asking me what they what they needed to have for the Quinta. It was almost like they were kind of looking for us to give them a little bit of uh, of ideas for the whole event. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, do we have to have a grand entrance? Are we supposed to do this? Well, I wasn't sure about that. Uh, should we have, like, really? is there supposed to be a mother-daughter dance? Is there supposed to be a father dance? Oh, I didn't see no mother-daughter dance. There wasn't really one. She kind of came in after the father when they first walked, like after the whole shoe. The they changed the shoe and the teddy bear and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and then dad danced with her, and then mom kind of jumped in afterwards. Did she? I believe so. I'm trying to think about it now. I was like, I don't remember her stepping in there once. She At did that one time. Dance. Um, after they put on the boots, they um, or the heels. Dad danced with her. Oh, was it back? No. Because they took the boots off and they put the heels. Okay, so they put the boots off and took the heels, put the heels on, and then that was dad danced with her, and then mom came in for like the last 30, 40 seconds of the song. We're gonna have to check the footage on that one. <laughs> I honestly don't remember. Yeah, um, and so we so we had the on call, so we set up an onboarding call, pretty much not an onboarding, but a, just a kind of a, a consultation call with them prior. To kind of set, let them know what um, our style is, what we're doing, because they usually have a a lot of the people who do quinceañeras, they're expecting the type of video that they had when they had their quinceañeras years back, which was either like a two-hour video, VHS tape video style, like where every moment was just being just filmed, like tripoded or something. It was just being captured live. No editing or nothing. It was just that's it. And maybe they'll throw on music over it. Or if they have like the music video style videos where they, um, it's just a song or two and then they just have clips going over and over of throughout the day, um, kind of just covering everything. And so uh, normally we'll explain the style that we do, um, which is different than those. And it's more of a, we kind of do more of a documentary vibe um, for it. As far as the way we cover the the event um, and the little extra pieces that we add, and then from there 
that kind of shows them, um, gives them a different mindset of what to expect. And some of them are shocked because they're like, huh, they don't, they don't really see the vision at first until I kind of explain it to them. And then you see that, like, the light turn on in their heads. I'm like, yo, that's tight. And, and that, I think that just gives us, allows us to stand out from other Quintanera um, shooters. So we handle that, handle that normally. And then we try to ask to have another conversation. Um, for this past one, uh, they had uh, the choreographer um, actually was there because she was also like the event planner. Or not yeah. planner, but she was like managing the times. <clears throat> yeah. She created the agenda as far mm-hmm. as when the, everything was going and the times that we would, the timestamps where everything would be at. Yeah. Um, and that was com- really useful being able to communicate with her yeah we would have liked majority of the time she had an answer or she would get us an answer right and she was pretty good she was really good actually as far as um giving us a time and she was like hey so uh did you want to did you want to wait are you guys ready set up your lights or set up this or whatever and let me know and then we would get started so that was really cool of her to just um always make sure to check in with us before starting each um, segment each segment yeah that was really useful because then we were able to double check everything as far on our end and that way that allowed us to even capture make sure that we didn't miss a, miss anything mm-hmm. um and yeah that was great so shout out to her um i think more people could if they would have more choreographers or just people like her at a quince that would be so much um that would be so easier useful. on both parties. Yeah, because it just made everything run smooth. Even oh, yeah, the parents, yeah, yeah. even the parents were like, were, looked like they weren't like it's all. Just, they just went to her and she had the answer. She was doing everything. Yeah, I was like, it was actually. I mean, what? Yeah, I mean that's my first time working with a choreographer. I don't know about you, but I've never dealt with the choreographer who also planned the the scheduling, the agenda. Um. I like the last one, like the first one we did out in Paris, that quinceanera, there was a choreographer, but um, we just worked with her as far as the waltz, the waltz. So we just did, mm-hmm. we just kind of discussed, okay, where are they going to come out? How far are they going to go? Yeah. Um, they're going to be in this facility and then kind of what they were going to do. And at the time of like each section of the dance and stuff like that and the, the yeah. Secret Which was dance. actually pretty great, and uh, now thinking about it, because of the previous one, you know, they switched the entrance on this literally during the entrance, you know? Yeah. So, it, like, and that uh, the, you can see a difference there, because even though the one in Paris was our pretty much, like, our first one working all together, mm-hmm. even, we still had, I felt like that was still a little bit more organized as far as what we were shooting, even though we were still... On top of each other, like new, yeah, like we Not were still kind of figuring it out, yeah. Um, as far as what we were gonna do, because we were all just like all over the place, cap trying to capture everything, yeah. Not really working together and planning, because we, I mean, we literally didn't map out anything. We were just like, we didn't even bother to ask any questions. Yeah, we were, we're like, oh, they're gonna start now. <laughs> all right, cool. We'll stand right here. And then we were just like running next to each other, running in front of each other, like like crossing each other. It was like. It was like a marching band show out there between us um, yeah. uh, with the cameras. And so, but we were able to capture everything. Uh, and I think just because we knew kind of where everybody was coming in from, how far they were going to come out, all that stuff, I think that made a huge difference. Um, 
as far as all of that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't think um, that was really useful. But this yeah. time, uh, well, no, the Norco one, there was no choreographer there. Um, it was pretty much like all the Chamberlains and stuff were left to f- to kind of do it on their own. Um, and that kind of messed us up a little bit because when we spoke with mom and the original concept or idea that they had was that they were going to be coming down one specific way and the entrance was going to be one specific way. Yeah. So we planned accordingly. And this time we actually like try to map out the entire I like setting. We were, I feel like we were so organized for the Norco one and it just went to complete oh, shit. Oh, bro, we had it like, <laughs> I felt like we were on lock. Like, okay, we had we had, the, oh. we had the secondary camera set on tripods at the perfect angle. We had two setups. We had the light setups. We had everything. Like, okay, I'm going to follow you here. We're going to walk together. We're going to map this. I'm going to have the second videographer coming around the corner over here. Like, it was like play by play. <laughs> and then as soon as they walk in, they hit the corner and go down a completely separate aisle and area and just we lost it. Yeah. <laughs> that was like the beginning of timber. Yeah. It was all over. The good thing though is nobody noticed because we continue we got compliments. Yeah, I mean we recovered, but it wasn't to our expectations. Yeah. I feel like I was like, we managed, we made it work to what, what was going on, but we had certain a certain vision and expectations for ourselves in order to capture the event the way we had envisioned it. And obviously, it didn't go according to plan. So, I mean, at least for me, it was a letdown. We still managed to capture everything perfectly and then made it work for the... the the, the, client, the clients the, and stuff the, like yeah. that. I was like, they loved it. They were extremely happy with the quality and then the the way that we shot the event, the photos and the videos and stuff like that. They were extremely happy with it. But for what we were trying to aim for, it wasn't what we had envisioned, at yeah, least for me. The idea. Yeah, definitely it wasn't. Um, at least it definitely didn't feel like it in the moment, um, being that, that it was it was it switched on us last minute. But so I felt like some of the shots that I had planned for, we weren't able to to get because of the way everything switched up as far as where they came in yeah. and all of that. Um, but I think luckily because we were, I guess we can say we were just confident in our skills and our abilities to to adjust cameras, to adjust settings, to move our things, to manage a gimbal, to do this. We were able to um, pull it off and still get great content um, so that we can create the best video pro- po- possibly for them, but it definitely it definitely caused a little bit of a challenge for us um, in the moment. Um, yeah, and then trying to have everybody on board and stick to the plan, it's, uh, yeah, it gets kind of difficult. Yeah, that was that's another thing that's frustrating is getting your team to be to fully cooperate and play their role in the specific sections that we're kind of mapping. For the overall vision, yeah, like have everybody synced. Yeah, that was also uh, that was also a challenge then, and the Norco one. Then from this one, when it was just three of us. Yeah. Um, granted, the Norco one, we had a, the entire group of six of us. Six. I one, thought two, it was eight three, for some reason. Four, two. 
three. Yeah. Six. Five. Six. Yeah, no, six, because Liz... Angel. Angel, Clinton, Ez, you, me. Yeah, six. Six. So we had six. I don't know why we thought we had eight. I don't know. It felt like a lot more. Yeah. Well, I heard you say eight the other day, so I was like, did we have eight? I was like, where the other two people at? <laughs> and I was like, Casper? Um. So that was... Or were you referring to the 360 booth and the photo booth? Well, those, though, the actual booth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, we, like, that was a whole other thing. So, in this one, it was only three of us. We went out there and did three for this past weekend in Harupa. Yeah. Um, and it was seen. So, I ran video solo, and then Jose and Esma did uh, photos. Um, and it was just smooth, because we all stuck to the plan. Like, um, we had as focusing on just, okay, you do details and, um, like, BTS and, and family and stuff like that. Uh, as far as like reactions and things like that, you focus on other stuff. Overall group, kind of BTS to the overall thing. Yeah. Jose was doing main photo, and so he was making sure that he captured the the main thing, um, the main event going on, and the quinceanera specifically with whoever she was with, whatever she was doing at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, then I um, was on gimbal, and then had a f- camera on a tripod. And then had another camera on my um, camera strap, kind of around the waist. Of three di- so I had three different focal points going on at the same time. Um, operating two at the same kind time. Kind of operating two at the same time at certain areas, um, certain sections of the dance and stuff like that, uh, which I still haven't looked back at the footage. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm super curious to see how um, it looks, as long as I can get a couple clips from each one. Um but that was, yeah, so that's, so we mapped it out. We were all, like, nobody got in each other's way. Mm-hmm. We were able to communicate really well. Um, of course, we had the radios, and so yeah. we were able to radio each other, kind of, okay, move here. We're going to go here. I'm doing this. Even though they weren't as clear as before. I don't know why. Right? It was hard. There was, I think there was, interse- there was interference or something. I don't know. I feel like the one in Norco was a lot more clear, even though that there was a whole ass festival going on across the field. Yeah. Versus the Chino one where we're just inside like this private Harupa. warehouse. Oh, yeah, Harupa, my bad. Harupa, we're just in this private warehouse in somebody's backyard. And it was hard to hear. We kept getting interference. Yeah, we did. Who knows? We don't know what who was, but people were radioing in our ears. We didn't know who it was. Yeah. Um, but the guy was an ex. The owner of the area was an ex- was it like a detective or something Police like that? Officer. And he was like... It was an ex-cop. He had all types of... And the engineer, apparently. And he, I don't know. He gave us a full rundown of his life um, without asking. Uh, but he was cool. I thought he was going to be like a jerk. I thought he was, too. Because with the, mo- with the, the parents... Yeah, the parents were like, oh, he was, he was being really strict and he was mean as far as not allowing us to do certain things. And this and that, um, but yeah, so that was good. Um, so we having that coordinator was really useful um, compared to the last one. We didn't have anybody mm-hmm. to kind of go by. We were just kind of going by the winds of uh, the seams of our pants, and they were just kind of like, okay, so we're gonna do this, and then we had to kind of wait and see, okay, are we done here? Are we clearing out? We're gonna come back and do this later. 
and the parent, the mom was kind of just like, oh, we're going to go into this now. We're going to do the speeches. Now we're going to do this. Now we're going to do this. And it wasn't very clear on how everything was going to gonna go and take place. Well, at least it wasn't as clear as she originally gave us the directions. Um, it all switched up and went kind of south. Well, not south because it didn't go bad. No, 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 no. But it, it, it definitely um, didn't go as she explained it to us, um, all the different steps of the way. So definitely, if you can, I would definitely recommend having that call, initial call uh, and that secondary call the day or two before the event where you can talk to um, either the, the choreographer or the event planner um, and then make sure you get the itinerary prior to uh, the event. That way you can have that with you and kind of go over it. And that way the day of, you can ask questions. Um, because you want to make sure that you're clear on what's going on. Um, some For this past one, they were running late. Uh, I want to say almost like 45 minutes. <laughs> 45 minutes late or something like that. Uh, was it 45 or was it more? It felt like it was forty, about 40 or 30 minutes late at least. Because um, I don't know. I, I didn't check the time when they got to the park. Because we were supposed to start at 7, and then we didn't get to the first thing until, like, the lady was, like, 7.15. And then she was like, all right, well, it's looking like we're running a little bit, so we're going to go 7.30. Mm-hmm. And then around there, I think it finally started. So it was, like, 30, 40 minutes late. Um, but, yeah, that was pretty good. Um, we also got a rundown from, which we never we didn't last time. Uh, from the owner of the place, he kind of gave us a rundown as far as where all the electrical was at. Um, oh yeah, which I think that yeah. was useful because we were able to shut the lights off um, when we needed it. When to. we needed it to, yeah, and yeah. adjust the lighting uh, from the house lighting at least, so that we could get or the hall lighting. It is a hall. Yeah, um, yeah. so that we could get the we can get everything situated. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that we do is we bring our own lights. Um, and that that way we can control the dance floor, the lighting with the dance floor, at least, at least for us on our end, for the camera. So we make sure that when there's speeches, we spotlight, we have spotlights for them. And then when there's a the main dance, we light the dance floor. Um, yeah, that's the one, the next thing we might have to, I have one. It's a stationary their asses because people usually tend to like, Move like around. to walk away. Yeah. Um, Luckily, this family, we kind of told them, like, we need you to stay in this little area, so please have everybody kind of come here. And otherwise, you're not going to get in the video, and it's going to be out. And I'm gonna they listen pretty good, honestly. Cause yeah. They, they ended up doing, like, a whole line system, which was cool, and that worked out really good for us. And But, yeah, just having your own lights, that that was, I think, that's been a game changer for us um, so that we can light up the, the dance floor and make sure that on our end, nothing is going wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, whether the lights are too uh, too yellow or too brown or yeah, too brown, yellow or too too or dim or not bright enough, and so if we can control the the, the dance floor lighting, then that just helps us um, with pho- not only video but it helps us with photography too because it just gives everybody the the appropriate lighting um, so that the pictures and stuff come out even better. So that's that's something another little tip that. We do that. I think stands out um, for most people who who don't do who don't worry about the extra lighting. 
another thing that I had suggested. And I mean, good thing that we got to explain the dance and stuff like that. But like, if you can at least attend one or two practices, just so you can get a better understanding on where the entrance, the entrance is going to take place, where they're going to end up at, where they're going to spin, what's the max that they're going to go forward. That way you understand everything that's going on. So you can either plan accordingly, prepare accordingly, or just that way you're not missing any gear that you're going to be like, screw. I was like, shoot, I wish I had that with me. Yeah, I think like one of the things that if I wish we could have attended one of the dances for this one, um, because we missed like at least, well, we weren't anticipating like dad busting out that cartwheel. Oh, I know. That was sick. And so, um, I mean, I'm on video. I have the video on tripod, so it's just filming. So I was able to capture it. Mm -hmm. But like photo and stuff like we weren't we weren't ready on that. um, I wasn't on that. So I know Esme got when the girl did the cartwheel spin thing with mm. the dad. I, but I she, got that. But too. she didn't capture the dad doing the the thing. So I think we missed that whole. I think I was backing up, or I was checking that whole shot. And it happened so quick because we didn't know, and therefore um, we didn't get a shot of that. But uh, we can definitely uh, take a a screen a screen grab of the video, <laughs> <laughs> clean it up. Um, and make it look good. So that's probably what we'll end up doing for that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so those are some of, some of the tips I think that we that you should do when it comes to a quinceanera, prepping for a quinceanera. Um, look, make sure you look at the lighting. Um, make sure you have a at least two, if not three, possible um, calls with the parents, and making the second to last call, um, second or last call with the choreographer. And or party event coordinator um, so that you can kind of go over the game plan and the agenda for everything. Also, making sure that the, the agenda fits in within the time frame that they that they're that for the hours that they're buying, because um, that's something that we were kind of running into because we were supposed to go film the church part. But according to the when we got the agenda, everything was supposed to be it was pushed back like almost an hour and a half um, from the original time that we were supposed to be finishing and so when i we brought that up to mom she was kind of aware of okay you guys only bought eight hours um and this stuff is gonna happen starting seven and a half hours in to when we're already gonna be eight o'clock they told originally told us seven o'clock was gonna everything was gonna start i think they started close to eight if not if not eight yeah if not eight a little bit past eight and so that kind of threw them off and so that because of that i was like well you guys can pay for more hours that's fine or we just won't do uh, we'll adjust the time that we start and we won't we won't capture the church portion but we'll just come into the we'll pick up the from the um the event from the portrait session oh okay and so we went to the we did the portrait session which was cool um so yeah so make sure you guys discuss that make sure that all that's clear and don't be afraid to let them know that, hey, if you're going to go over this certain amount, um, then there's this extra cost um, that would come into play. We we would, did go a little bit over because we were doing um, a little bit of extra for them. Um, but, yeah, I didn't add it. I didn't add it to their bill afterwards. Um, I should have, but uh, it's okay. <laughs> um, we plan for the next one. 
Yeah, it's just another more things that we learn to kind of set up for and prep for the next one, um, and hopefully we we can we can continue to to just keep growing. And this is just part of the process as far as we as we focus and get these other um, quinceañeras uh, booked and lined up. So, yeah, I think for now those are kind of the the several steps that we take to prepping for it. And then mapping out for the day of so that you guys can have a smooth um, shoot. Also, of course, make sure batteries are all charged. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Kind of lagged it. Well, I didn't lag it. I completely just forgot the batteries. Um, Luckily, I had extra set of six batteries from the boudoir shoot that we used some of the LED lights. And the LED lights are the same type of batteries that go to our portable um video video lights so i was able to use them um on those lights and save the day with um, lighting up the stage i really thought they were gonna run out bro at a certain point but they lasted i had a feeling like that for the microphone which microphone the one that we're using at the end oh Nah, them them DJI mics last forever. Forever, forever, ever. Yeah, so that was yeah that was good. Um, but yeah, so those are the things we kind of want to do that we talk about that we make sure that we cover and we have as a game plan um, mm-hmm. for this. It was nice not having to do photo booth or anything extra because I feel like we didn't have to bring that that much stuff um, like we did on the the Norco Quince. But, bro, that photo booth was trash <laughs> that they had. Oh, I don't <coughs> talk about it. But I don't want to continue. I don't want to completely bash someone's business and just, setup. Just but, go. Just go. Next segment. But yeah, that shit was trash. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, so the make sure that you you kind of take some of these tips for um, prepping uh, for a quinceanera. Um, so once you book. Again, just a little recap. So once you book the wedding, set up a following consultation to kind of discuss everything that you specifically are going to be doing. And then the way you deliver um, the deliverables and what to expect as far as the deliverables and all of that. You might have already talked to them prior to booking kind of about it, but I would recommend contacting them and having a full talk with them and letting them know exactly how many shooters are coming what your expectations are, um, the contract, and all of that. Uh, recapping the contract, like, okay, per the contract, uh, we all got to have a meal. Um, make sure your payments is all due by the end of the by the day of or the day before, as soon as you r- arrival. Um, and then kind of what's expected. Okay, I'm going to need an area to put my bags in. Uh, I might need a power source because of whatever it is that you're bringing or whatever it is you might need. Um, extra power for um, if you can get a hold of either the choreographer and you can have a meeting with them and then set up a following meeting to have a meeting with them for uh, at least a day or two before the quince so that you can kind of discuss uh, the process and the agenda of that making sure that that fits within the time frame that you guys have booked already and making sure that nothing has changed as far as when you need to arrive and all of that and that way you can know to anticipate, like, look, you might have to, I don't think we're going to make it all the way to that time, so we might have to just pay for an extra hour or w- vice versa or whatever. 
um, take an hour away. However, they set it up. And then once you arrive to the venue, <clears throat> make sure you take a lap around. Make sure everything's there. You kind of, again, if they have a choreographer or an event planner there, kind of walk around the building with them, discuss what's going where and where they're going to be sitting or where they're going to be coming in from the entrances. If the walkway where you're going to be uh, photographing is is available, that it's open, if you can leave um, where you can safely and securely leave your bags that no one will have access to uh, beside you guys um, so that all your stuff is f safe and then nothing comes up missing um, and all of that is taken care of upon arrival to the actual venue. And then from there, kind of, I would recommend kind of mapping out uh, what you're going to shoot after talking to the choreographer or the event planner. Um, something we do is we kind of do like a, a dry walkthrough and we um, kind of map out and say, okay, they're going to come in this way, so I'm going to back up here. And then once I once they get to the middle of the dance floor, uh, Jose bring out, the, um, bring out the, the tripod and set it up here if it's in the walkway. Or as you're going to come around this way and capture them coming in, that way Jose can just focus from the back end, bring the tripod, and then take over there. And then um, I'll wrap around and with the gimbal and shoot from this outside portion while the what tripod is capturing the full thing. Um, all, that way, everything is, is covered and everything is clear, and you guys know that. Uh, another thing, last little recommendation that we use is we use walkie-talkies um, to communicate throughout the event. And that way, we can contact each other with, earpiece, with the earpiece, and, and that way, if we need to move something or we need to grab something, um, we can just radio each other. And like, hey, can you go grab that third light? Can you move that light? Can you stand over here? I'm going to swing around here, so be ready. Um, kind of duck or vice versa. Um, follow each other. Let's pan around here, and let's do all of that. That way you can you can keep track of all of that as you guys are. Um, you can map that out right before the event, so that way when it's time, uh, you guys are all in sync, and everything comes out just fine. But, yeah, I think those are the, the key points for a quinceanera. Um, build. Make sure you kind of build a rapport with the quinceanera as well, whoever the and if you can with the with the damas and chambelanes, uh, that way they they'll kind of listen to you guys and they won't make it hard or it's not as awkward when you're trying to communicate them and pose them for photos or for certain videos and things like that. Um, that also helps as well. Um, just make your your event more memorable, makes it easier for you, and makes the process a lot smoother. Um, in the long run. But that's it. Um, that's it for this episode. If you guys have any questions or anything else you guys like to discuss as far as quinceañeras, um, weddings, or just photography, videography, or business in, in general, uh, please hit us up. Um, follow us on Instagram, media underscore box underscore events, media underscore box underscore creatives, or four eyes visions underscore. Um, and yeah, leave us a message, leave us a comment, and we'll get back to you and get that answered either on the podcast or directly to your DM. Um, but otherwise, this is episode 14. We'll see you next week. Later. Peace.